Happy Saturday, October 24th, 2020. This is your host, Sophia Nelson, and welcome to the One America podcast. Well, the week that has passed is finally over, and we now have put behind us as a nation the presidential debates, the vice presidential debate, uh, most of the discourse that we will see in the 2020 race for president of the United States of America, as well as the Senate and the House and other races is now really behind us. It's now about who's going to get out the vote. It's now about casting your vote. And if you haven't yet casted your ballot, whether you live here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, where I do, or in California, or Kansas, or Iowa, or Texas, or Maine, cast your ballot early. Have a plan for election day. Don't leave it to chance. Don't leave it to long lines. Something could come up. The kids could get sick. You get tired, you get hungry, uh, you have to run errands, and you might not get to it on Tuesday, November 3rd. Don't do that. You have an opportunity in every state to cast ballots in an extended way. Um, You can mail them in in states where that's approved, states like Oregon and other states, or in states like New Jersey, where for the first time people won't be voting in person You have to know your rules, contact your local registrar, go on the web. You can get a lot of information. Make sure that mom and dad have a plan. Make sure if your grandparents are still with you, they have a plan. Young people, get out and volunteer. Uh, Be election workers, poll workers. We need them. Uh, Give rides to the elderly in your neighborhood or people who are shut in and do your part so that we can all help this democracy move forward. It's been a rough year. 2020 has been tough on us for all the reasons we all know. And so on this Saturday thought segment, instead of talking about politics as I normally do and recapping the week that has passed, you can read my column in USA Today on the debate, the final debate. I thought Kristen Walker did a great job. And I thought that she, out of the debates that we saw, two presidential and one vice presidential, had the most calm. Uh, the president was on good behavior. We actually got to hear uh, from both uh, former Vice President Biden and the president on their various thoughts on policies and where we are as a nation on the COVID crisis, etc. So I thought that it was a good debate and I'm glad that it's behind us. But again, now's the time for you to act. It's the time for all of us to act to cast your ballot, to make sure that your neighbors and friends cast their ballots and make sure that we do what we've done for over 241 years. And that is have a peaceful election, have a peaceful transition of power once the election is over and we move forward united as one country. E pluribus unum out of many one. My message to you today is is something that it's been an interesting Saturday for me. Um, I finally got around to watching uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood movie and, you know, the Won't You Be My Neighbor uh, movie uh, that came out a couple years ago starring Tom Hanks. I'm a big fan of Tom Hanks. And Mr. Rogers was my childhood. Um, I loved that show. I had a tough childhood. Uh, Grew up in an alcoholic home, so the movie resonated with me. The writer who wrote for Esquire magazine, um, who really, in getting to meet Mr. Rogers, discovered himself. And Mr. Rogers had such an impact on his life uh, that this movie uh, was made about their encounter uh, back in the late 1990s when he was assigned to do a story on Mr. Rogers' life. Fred Rogers 
many don't know was a war hero from World War II, married to the same woman till the day he died, father of two sons himself, and a beloved figure. If you're my age in your early 50s, in your mid-40s to early 50s or so, Mr. Rogers was who you adored. Uh, he was the glue that held our childhoods together. He taught us about kindness and how to be respectful and how to manage our emotions uh, at a time when people didn't talk about that. And I found myself watching the movie uh, today, and it's the way I wanted to start my Saturday uh, because it's been a tough week and social media is worse than usual. People are meaner than usual. Uh, they're on edge, they're angry, they're cursing, they're yelling, they're threatening, lawsuits, etc. And I just wanted to tune it out and uh, reset. And um, I found myself teary-eyed through the whole movie uh, and crying in parts because it touched a nerve in my own life. And that is this, you know, if anything that 2020 has taught us, friends, it's taught us that life is short, that life is fleeting, that we're here today and we're gone tomorrow. Many of us have lost loved ones to COVID. We've lost friends, husbands, wives, children, parents, grandparents, colleagues, loved ones, partners, We've lost, and we weren't prepared when January 2020 started, this new decade, the 2020s, we were all excited about the possibilities of the new. It's exciting when a new year starts. It's definitely exciting when a new decade starts because we know that there are gonna be great things ahead and there'll be unexpected things ahead and there'll be challenges ahead, but we look forward to them. But none of us saw this virus coming. And none of us saw the impact of 225,000 dead Americans as of today, October 24th. We're expected to hit 400,000 dead fellow Americans by February. Today, October 24th, 2020, the highest number of cases ever on record, 84,000 cases. We're not rounding the bend. We're not turning the corner. This virus is not going away. And as I thought about that this morning, and I said my prayers as I do every morning when I get up and I give God thanks, and I'm watching Mr. Rogers, and it made me reflect on my childhood, and it made me reflect on holes in my life and things that are unsaid and things that are unresolved, particularly where my own father is concerned. And and where your family is broken and there are these holes and we walk around with these holes and we're, where you're silent about them. We, we suck them up and we do our best to become good people despite, but they linger and they lay there and they lay dormant. And it only takes a trigger for that anger to come up and for us to get into, as was depicted in the movie, a physical altercation or a verbal altercation, or we say something we can never take back because there's such a thin line between love and hate. And forgiveness is so hard when we love people and it should be easy when we love people. And it's hard because we expect our parents to protect us. We expect our fathers to be covers, our mothers to be nurturers. And every child has a right to expect peace in their home and love and goodness and, and security, but it doesn't happen always. And many, many, too many kids Right now, as I'm talking, you're living in hell holes and they're being shaped and formed 
Some of them will go on to be great athletes, doctors, lawyers, engineers, professors, teachers, scholars. Uh, they'll be scientists. Some will be blue collar workers. Some will uh, start small businesses. All of them at some point will grow up and they will carry with them the scars of their childhood. I always like to say that adulthood is really spending your life trying to overcome your childhood. And as I was reminded of Mr. Rogers and how I used to love to watch him, he was the sanity in my insane childhood. I had a lot of alcoholics in my family. There was a lot of anger and a lot of violence. I hated holidays. I hated Easter, Christmas, 4th of July. I could keep going because there was always going to be too much drinking. And there was always going to be yelling. And there was always going to be an altercation. It was predictable. And it was probable. And it happened over and over and over again. And as I was thinking about my own life, you know, when you get to be 50 plus, you really reflect a lot because you know you have less time ahead than you do uh, behind you and rather I think I said that wrong you have less time yeah ahead right than you do uh, and and it's um it's sobering uh, you know every day we read we see that young people leave us middle-aged people children infants and to live a life to get to 50 is actually really a gift. And God, to get to 60 or 70 or 80 or 90, like my grandmother, who will be 91 in January, is amazing. But even if you live to be 100, life is short. And so the question becomes, and the question I've begun to ask myself is, what do I want to leave behind? When I'm gone, what will people say about me? What impact will I have had? What kind of human being was I? What what did I do? Did I leave any good mark on this world? Did I leave it better than I found it? Did I live a life of consequence? I didn't have the gift of children. It is, as I've said many times before, and I'll say many times again, the great heartbreak of my life. I love children. But I got my nieces, and I got to do all the stuff that you get to do being a professional aunt with no kids. and. Now they're grown women and I don't get to see them much or talk to them much because they have their own lives. And you begin to feel a little of that loneliness and that isolation that comes with aging. No matter how busy your life is, how full your life is, you know that, again, you have less time ahead. And so I want to say this to you this morning amidst all the rancor and division and unhappiness and fighting and bickering and yelling that that's not life and that's not what it's about. And if there's someone in your life that you need to forgive, forgive them for you. If there's someone in your life who's hurt you deeply and wounded you, and no matter how you try, no matter how many therapists you've seen, no matter how much you pray, whatever, you still not healed. Try to be a little kinder to yourself. Surround yourself with people who love you. Surround yourself with people who support you. Surround yourself with people who are accountable, consistent, and considerate, and who engage in reciprocity. It's all about what we choose after childhood. It's all about the family we choose. It's all about the friends we choose. None of us gets to choose our birth and our family and our parents and what we're born into. Some hit the jackpot and they are born into love and fellowship and wealth and joy and all kind of things. Some are born into 
to poverty, but they still have a lot of love and blessings in their life. It, it just depends. It's, it's, it's the luck of the draw in many cases. But I want to just encourage you today, as we are heading down this stretch of the election, to stop for a moment and do what Mr. Rogers' mother told him. Always look for the helpers. Look for the helpers. Because helpers are always all around you. And no matter what you're feeling today, no matter if you're sad, if you're broken, if you're lost, if you're bereft, whatever grieving, whatever you got going on, there are helpers. And there are people who want to help. And there are people who care. And there are people who will love you. And that's really what I wanted to say today, that change your mind. um, Focus on how you heal. Focus on what you do with the time you have left. Focus on love and your relationships because when we leave here that's all we take with us you can't take the money sitting in my office and I have a beautiful home and I'm looking in my office and I'm looking at the degrees on the wall and one day they'll be packed up in a box and you know they'll either be thrown out or they'll go somewhere and I don't know what happens to the pictures and all the keepsakes and all the things you hope that they stay in your family as your family goes on and you you know that you're going to go someplace else. And you think about what do you get to take with you. And what you get to take with you is the love, the goodness you left behind, the kindness you showed other people, the friendship, the fellowship. Uh, That's it. That's what we get. So I want to encourage you on this day, on this Saturday, to give yourself a minute Step off the social media and out of the anger and all the yelling and screaming and division and and watch a good movie. Uh, Watch something that touches your spirit. Watch something that makes you cry a little bit. Crying is good for the soul. It's good for your spirit. And uh, just live. And every day that you wake up, know that you're blessed. And every day that you're here, know that God's got purpose for you. And every day that you're here know that there's still something to look forward to. I love you guys. Uh, Again, I want you to go out and vote. I want you to uh, take some people to vote. And I want you to participate in your democracy. And uh, until we meet again, which will be next week when we have a couple guests, we'll talk to you soon. God bless you now. God keep you. God bless the United States of America.